0: Amen. Thank you, worship team. Please stand with me in the reading of God's word here today. Let me read in a few chapters. Book 4, Acts 8, and Acts 1, in that order. I will in front of you. Um, Turn to page uh, 1022 in your... my mic out make sure it doesn't keep going in and out so excuse me for a moment here put this back out you want to make sure you guys are able to hear me Luke chapter 4 verse 38 and he arose and left the synagogue and he entered Simon's house Now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever, and they appealed to him on her behalf. Over her, it rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she arose and began to serve them. Now when the sun was setting, and all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying, you are the son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. And when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place, and the people sought him and came to him, and he would have kept him from leaving them, they said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, for I was sent for the purpose, and he was preaching in the synagogue of Judea. Now, page 1089, and we're reading from Acts, verses 9 through 12. Page 1089 in your pew Bible. But there was a man named Simon who had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he himself was somebody great. And they all paid attention to him from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the power of God that is called great. And they paid attention to him because for a long time he had amazed them with his magic. But when they believed Philip as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, They were baptized, both men and women. And now page 1080, which is the beginning of the book of Acts, the first three verses. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up After he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. And he presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs. Appearing to them during 40 days. And speaking about the kingdom
1: of God.
0: The grass withers and the flowers fade. Jesus. I know that in my heart that I wouldn't be here, and I believe that as you chose those apostles, that none of them would have been where they were if it was not for your own sovereign choosing called them, you chose them, and you made them an apostles. I believe here today, Lord, that I am here because of your choosing, not of my own doing, not of my own power, or my own imagination. You chose me, called me, and here I stand today. I pray, Lord, that you would speak from your word, through your word that you would send the power of your spirit. That you would meet us here today. This church that you. That you're king over. You're Lord over it. Not me. Not our elders. But you are. And so Holy Spirit we. We draw back and we ask that you would increase. As you hover and move in and through us. As you so please.
1: Submit all of this to you now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Some of you may be asking, Pastor Hardy, we're not moving in the direction that we have been headed in. And we're not continuing to preach in the book of Acts, chapter 8. I was looking forward to hearing about Philip and the Ethiopian African eunuch. Um, I promise you we will get there. Um, God willing next week, I put God willing because I truly believe that God can intervene anytime He wants here um, to guide and direct me as He so please. but early in this week, I had a um, a real sense that our Lord um, wanted us to go a little deeper um, into our understanding. Um, The message of the kingdom of God and all that comes with that that term, the kingdom
1: of God.
0: As a ministry, um, I believe we here at Urban Hope, we do a really good job of teaching the word, preaching the word. But the Lord... um, really impressed upon me that he wants to be a ministry that would also uh, demonstrate the power of the Spirit. I know that we're a Presbyterian church and Presbyterians are really strong in the word, but from the outside looking in, many would say very weak in the power of the Spirit. Um, Very anemic. And The Lord really impressed upon me um, now he said, Alton, uh, um, I want to hope slow down. Wants to be a church, that the power of the spirit would be demonstrated among us through much prayers and having all of the gifts within the church body fully functioning. That are in you, power of the Holy Spirit, God is giving you gifts if you're a true born-again Christian. Michael is leading us in our staff and he's talking about all the different gifts in the body as he's using a John Piper um, study guide, I think it is. And, and so the Lord's really just been using that and as well. And so therefore, this kingdom of God, um, this topic, um, Jesus, by far, in his earthly ministry, he spent most of his time Talking about the kingdom of God. When he was here in all of the Gospels. And here we see in Acts 1-3. It was the very last thing. That he talked with his apostles. About in his last earthly 40 days on this earth. It was about the kingdom of God. Look tell us. Spoke to them about that. And the kingdom of God is, is, is you know, um, I'm only going to spend it, but it's a huge concept. Um, you could spend a whole year just um, preaching on that alone. What it is. But I want to cover here today the the, the main essence in the good news of the kingdom of God. So that's my, my attempt here today. Starting with Genesis. Um, it was really funny. Dion was leading our Bible study last week, and we're in Genesis. as We're talking about the, the doctrine of man, the purpose of man, and then I think it's, I don't know what's coming up next, but, but we're in Genesis. But we know that in Genesis, we're told that God is the creator and that he created a world for human beings who are made in his image and in his likeness. And that God gave to those human beings, Adam and Eve, he gave them dominion over the fish, Genesis 1:26, over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and all those creeping things that crawls upon the ground. And then if you read Genesis, verse 1 through 31, God makes this pronouncement about his creation and says, and God saw, God doesn't need glasses, he doesn't need to check in with a doctor every year like Sandra and I have to do and pay a guy 300, 400 bucks just to tell me my eyes are getting worse. (laughs) Doc, I already know that I'm taking all kinds of vitamins and different kinds of milkshakes and different kinds of greenery. Brussels sprouts, and it's still not working. But they tell me it works. I go to Costco. Ms. Bradford, what vitamin over here works to help my eyes to get better? Because I don't like wearing these all the time. I like to be like some of you. And I want to be able to see without these all the time. I take my glasses off. I can't see anybody. Can't even see myself. So God saw. His seeing is... A real sin. He can see, see. And the word of God said he saw everything that he had made, and behold, he says, it was very good. In this Hebrew, he's emphasizing, it is not just good, Tob, but it's really, 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 really good. It's real good. Nothing better than this good from God on, over his creation. And in this created creation that God has created, there's no sickness. There's no death. There are no diseases. You have ailments in your body here today. You're sick. How many people we've known struggling with cancer? There are none of that in this goodness of God, no stunted growth. No mutual sluggage of mine. There are no unclean spirits harassing the people. But then something happens in Genesis chapter three that theologians call the fall, the great high treason. Adam and his wife—they were cleverly deceived by the serpent, which we refer to as Satan or Devil, the evil against Diablo, the divine—and there ensured the great cosmic war of the kingdom of darkness over and against the kingdom of. And then comes death. People started dying. Tumors, murder, rape, oppression, slavery. Men oppressing their wives. The order of God is turned upside down. There's a fight both in the heavens but also in the earth. Moral decay. There's physical decay. There's sickness. There's disease. There's spiritual oppression from the dark, unseen world. But God does something. Genesis three fifteen in giving out His judgment in that judgment he gives a promise a good news promise in genesis 3:15 it's the good news of the kingdom of god is announced with one who would restore the kingdom that had been destroyed contaminated by the deception of the serpent and in that promise god promised to send his son the messiah His grace will be costly. The heel of the Savior will be bruised. But the head of the serpent will be crushed. And then in the New Testament, kingdom of God, in the Gospels, Jesus, the Messiah, comes on the scene saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand, Jesus says. Repent and believe in the gospel. What does he mean when he says the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand? These words They refer to a prophetic time where the Messiah would come and he would establish his kingdom. Jesus says the time is fulfilled. It is Jesus making his declaration that the kingdom of God is here. Which is his kingly rule his sovereign power over all creation. That's why he could say to the winds and the waves, stop,
1: be still.
0: Lazarus, come forth. He could call the dead man back from the grave. His salvation in saving sinners and his redeeming grace so all sinners. His authority, and his governance over all diseases, and the power of darkness, and even death itself,
1: in his resurrection.
0: The time is fulfilled. Jesus says the kingdom of god is here he says and in that message of the kingdom we see jesus operating and doing things that had never
1: been done before in his kingdom
0: back to luke page 1022 Read it again, it says he arose and left the synagogue, and he entered Simon's house. His mother-in-law was sick; she had a high fever. And they appealed to him on her behalf. Said Jesus, "Our mom, Peter's mother-in-law is sick." To come in there and and heal her. And verse thirty nine, and he stood over her. And he rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she arose. She rose and began to serve them. And it says that when the sun was setting. And all those who were sick with various diseases. Luke is trying to tell us the diseases were many. COVID, bad hearts, leprosy, mental diseases. How many people we know right now that are just not in their right mind? We see it in the schools. Just just mentally. I think when I go up to fairfield school i'm just I'm overwhelmed of the mental diseases all around me, and I might add sometimes in front of me, various diseases. brought them to him and he did what? He laid his hands on every one of them and he healed them and then verse 41 in the word of God Luke says "And spiritual unseen forces that were harassing the people
1: for years
0: decades generations but that's just how Johnny is, you know. His daddy was like that, his mama was like that, his his cousin was like that. He just he they, it's, we can just all see it. There's just it just seems to be something about that family. It just seems to be a spirit of anger that the doctors and all of the counseling that they've gone through year after year and and day after day and and week after week just seems to never bring any consolation.
1: Luke says,
0: demons came out of not a few, but many. Came out crying. You are the son of God. The word says. But he rebuked them. Don't say anything. Shut your mouth. I'm running this ship. Not you. The kingdom is here. And I've come to serve notice. You are the Christ. You're the son of God.
1: And they shut up
0: because this king. This king
1: is here. This king.
0: Not a queen Elizabeth King. Not what people of the whole world, not that kind of a king, but a king who has all the authority and exousia over the kingdom of darkness. And I say that darkness that is operating in your life even today, he has authority over that. And he says, it's here, it's fulfilled. Repent and believe that I am that king. I am the one that has come, Jesus says, to set the captives free. Really free. Free from the spiritual darkness of the domain of the kingdom of darkness. Demons came out. Many crying out. I mean, last week, man, my heart was um, was really moved. Um, I think, I mean, it's like God, just, he said, you got to slow down. Don't get ahead of me. Just, I saw a, a real live King, he speaks through the power of his spirit, through his word. He speaks. I know some say, Jesus. No, Jesus talks. I know he talks to me. I'm not one of those that say he talks audibly to me all the time, but I, the Holy Spirit is real. He speaks. He says, hey, stop, go this way. Say this, say that. This is not your ship to run. You have your notes, but I'm the one guiding the ship. I am the one. And last week, Jesus, man, he just, man, I was just moved just by all the spiritual oppression all around me and just here in Fairfield and, and here, and but I was just moved by it and diseases and just all the deficiencies that I see oppressing the people. And I was just, I was burdened by it. But, you know, I see it and there are moments where God just, will, he would will just pull back my eyes and then I really see it. But I will be honest with you, let you me know, have this in my notes, that since we've been in the book of Acts, since we've started preaching through the book of Acts, that this has been, it's become much more aware to me. I don't know, I didn't necessarily see it in the book of Romans. Romans was more of a theological treatise. So, I, so But since I've been in the book of Acts, and I'm reading across these texts, and it's like the Holy Spirit says, oh, you're just going to skip over that. <laughs> and let me be honest with you. I mean, Jesus. And part of me wanting to skip over it it's because I'm, I say, well, Lord, I'm Presbyterian, you know. And I say that to myself. So I don't want to seem spooky or something. Because I just want to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm lining up with sometimes just want to stay in line. And but God said, but, you, but you're reading that." <laughs> and I said, Lord, but... You know, we just preach, teach, and we just go home. (laughs) That's just, you know, that's what we do. We just come in Sunday after Sunday and we sing a few songs and I holler and I preach and and we just go home. And I said, Look, God was like, is that it? But it started with Acts 1. I've read that multiple times about Jesus, 40 days with the apostles, but preaching this sermon series, when I read it, it's just like, I don't know if it's happening to you, if it's just for me as the preacher. I don't know what it is, but every time I read it, it's, a, it's a, something is, is happening with Sodom. It's like, no, I really was there in physical form, and I was giving instructions to my servants. And just like I'm giving instruction to you today, Alton Hardy. And I'm telling you guys, there is a reverence and an honesty an of something. Every time I read that, it's almost like I'm at that scene. And then I can almost gaze at his eyes. Then I'm here, son. And I'm instructing you. It just brings me back that whatever I'm doing, that this is not a, it's not a slap
1: on the wrist.
0: That I have a real king who's here today with us. Every time I and acts convincing proofs holds his hands to his apostles. This is me. And I sense the Lord saying that God really wants us to really seek him for his power of the Spirit to be released here in Fairfield that testifies to his glory that he talks about in Acts 1-8. That testifies to his power, his glory over the strongholds, therefore bringing the kingdom of God to bear here in Fairfield. I, heard, I said, Lord, you know, I'm, I don't you know, I don't know how to coerce that. And I don't know how to preach it. And, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm going to preach it and I don't know how to coerce that. I don't know how to finagle that. I don't know how to um, navigate that. I don't, I don't know how to you know, I'm not a Simon the sorcerer. I don't know how to do that. I just, I just know I'm reading it. The spirit is, is, is moving on my heart and you keep bringing me back and you, you told me to take a pause from going to Philip part of the text and just to come back and, and just do a pit stop. And I really believe he wants us to Seek him for the power of the Spirit in ways that most of us probably have, says that's Pastor that's, a, that's not something we Presbyterians do. You know, power of the Spirit what <laughs> I don't know what I'm, Pastor I don't know what does that look like. Well, that's fine. But then the reality of this thing on my heart and that I believe the Spirit of God is just homing in on, it really came to my heart two weeks ago when we were preaching on when Philip went down to Samaria. And the Word of God says, and there was much joy in the city. And look, I mean, Acts 8. And I, I read it and I preached it, but I know you, some of you, if you remember the sermon, you can go online and listen to it. And, and, but I just moved around some things. And I, I, I focused on the joy in the city. But then, why was there joy? Why was there joy in the city of Samaria? These oppressed, poor, marginalized people. Sort of like a Fairfield. Nobody wants to go to Samaria and set up a nice billion-dollar business. You don't do that in Samaria, you know what I mean? Breeze that cares about Samaritans and say so there was joy in the city. though. In Greek word. There's carol, joy. But the Lord said, "Why was there joy in the city?" It says. Verse 7, Luke, I mean, Acts 8 says, For unclean spirits, here again, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many. So where Satan was having dominion, running captain of his own ship, oppressing the people, the people were bound by all kinds of diseases and mental and spiritual diseases. Oppressed. Can't function. As a human being was created by God to function. As Dion was, was been preaching in the last few weeks and even at the UHLI, what does it mean to be made in the, It's a human being. But now we see humans are not functioning, not what God has created them to be because they're oppressed, they're they're bound by these unseen, unclean forces of darkness. But Philip goes down to Samaria and he preaches, he proclaims that Christ this king, this real king who's the king over the kingdom of God. God's domain. God's dominion and power and authority. He's preached Christ. And unclean spirits came out, crying out with a loud voice. Came out of many, many of them who were paralyzed. Paralyzed is, is you know, it's physical, but it's also Spiritual. And I, this, this, this one really hit me. We're just, just down here we're working with people. And, and this has been part of my, my struggle to wanting to come to the inner city in the first place. So I'm just going to be totally honest. God, do you understand? There's a lot there. There's a lot in Fairfield in these poor, desperate, broken down, marginalized, oppressed, trotting down communities. This high illiteracy, Lord. I mean, I, I got to preach, take words, and, and break them down for second graders. It's, 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 Lord, there's a lot there. It's people have been out of work, and there's many jobs in the area, but it seems as though the people are trapped by some spiritual forces that we can't break through, God. Lord, trying hard, but, Lord, it's hard. It, it seems like nobody wants to work, Lord. It's not just go to Fairfield, God. God, it's a lot that's happening in Fairfield. Just carrying guns for no, part, for no reason to be carrying a gun. Me knowing was in the front office, the beauty store next door, young African-American man gets out of a car. I mean, he's carrying one of the biggest guns I've ever saw. Just to go into a beauty store. And me and Noah say, why are you? a gun. Broad daylight, 2 o'clock downtown Fairfield. You get out of your car, you could have just left it in the car. And you put this big old gun down your pants. You walk into a beautiful life. And I say to myself, "God, I will have no answers. I will have the answer, Scott. But it says here, those that were spiritually paralyzed, physically paralyzed, lame, stunted growth. What does stunted growth look like in our era,
1: in 2022? I'll
0: tell you what it looks like. 30-year-old. I know countless 30-year-old men, 40-year-old men who are five years old in the mind. What do you do with that? What counselor do you know on this side that can take a 40-year-old man and bring him up to his 40 year age? And it says, verse 8, and there was joy in the city. Well, Acts 8, 12 says, Philip was preaching the good news, verse 12, about the kingdom of God.
1: In the name of Jesus Christ, they were all baptized, both men and men.
0: So, this is what caught me. Philip was preaching about the kingdom of God. What was he saying in that message? But in God's kingdom, God um, has come to reclaim his servants, his sheep, and according to his sovereign will. He delivers them from the power and the dominion of darkness, from the mental to the physical and to the spiritual, for his glory. And I think the Lord is saying to us as a church, um, and this is what we're about to do. And I said, Lord, I don't know how to do this. God has given us one thing as a church. It's to pray. It was a few weeks ago we have at a hope group night, we have what we call prayer night. And I wasn't here that night, but it was prayer night. We pray as a church. It was our lowest.
1: God says, Alton, tell the people
0: that we want to have joy in the city. Whereas people are walking through these doors carrying nothing but mountains of demon powers. We got to be a praying people to call upon him. Or we can stay Presbyterian and just say, it just happened just by osmosis. We can be Presbyterian, which says we believe the word of God act on it that as we read Jesus is the king over his kingdom and he comes to heal deliver make well restore take grown men and women and regulate their minds we can't do that by our own power that takes the power of the spirit and so with that being said Before we close, DJ, come and pray. Let's pray as a church. You stand up, you pray. I'll start out. Let's pray, and then we'll close. But one of the things I want to do first before we pray, and I know it touched my heart on this, let's confess and repent. Lord, we ask God to forgive us for when we have, um, and I prayed this last Wednesday, when we continue to try to do our spiritual work by the strength of our flesh. As though Acts 1-8 doesn't even exist, God has told us that you cannot testify. You cannot do what we see Philip doing. A regular man, a deacon, down in Samaria, and now demons are running away. I would say Philip was a praying man. He entrusted himself to
1: what Jesus says, what would happen.
0: And so, Lord, we come before you this morning. We confess our sins, Lord, where Though we come across text sometimes in the Bible, Lord, we are, to be honest, Lord, we are, we're frightened, we're afraid. It goes beyond our academia understanding. And so we just skip on to what we do understand. Lord, we don't want to do that anymore here at Urban Hope. We want to be a church, Lord God, where your power of your spirit is on full display. Lord, we confess that we have sinned in that way, Lord, where we have trusted in our own strength to try to heal people in our own counsel, in our own wisdom. But we've not leaned upon you, Lord God. And the power of your spirit that we see operating here in Samaria and we saw early on in Jerusalem that everywhere your spirit was, Lord God, demons cried out. Your kingdom came to bear, which is to rescue the captives who have been bound. Bound, Lord God, bound! Bound! for generations, Lord God, by the demons of hell. But, Lord, we want to be a church, Father, that when you, your spirit would move, Lord, among us as we pray, as we cry out to you, Lord God. Lord, we have family members, Lord God, who are bound by demons, Lord. We have children, Lord God, who are bound by evil spirits. We have people in this room today, Lord God, who are bound who bound, Lord God, by Satan. But Lord, we cry out to you today that your spirit would arrest everyone in the room, Lord God, who's possessed, who's 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 unfilled with unclean spirits, Lord, and that you would cause a mighty power to be poured out, Lord God. That you would begin to heal mental minds, Lord God, where that people have been stunned in their growth, Lord God. Stunned in their ability to understand the basics of everything, they've been stunned, Lord God. They've been dropped. They've been abused. They've been hurt. They've been wounded, Lord God. Satan has taken up and captive inside of them. But Father, today we cry out to you, Lord God. Holy Spirit, fall in this place and break, break these shackles, Lord God, that cannot be broken, Lord God by the strength of humans and by the counsels of men but by your grace and your power set us free Father Jesus set us free Jesus the Christ you are the king over your kingdom you are the king who has come to heal we ask that you rebuke the sickness, Lord, that's among us. Rebuke the sicknesses in our children. Rebuke the sicknesses in our families, Lord God. Rebuke the darkness and the veil that keeps them from not believing in the gospel. That you will rebuke the blindness, Lord God. And our family members, Lord God, those that are lost right now, Father, we ask that you will rebuke the spiritual blindness over their eyes. Fast forward, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Or someone else, you can just pray, and I just know when the close. I know we're running over a little bit. Let's pray. It's going be a praying church. Come on, the Lord's got gifts in you. Speak it out. Speak it out. Pray it out. Let's call on our Jesus in the morning, that he would come, and that he would cause a great joy to come to Fairfield. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
1: Yes. Yes, all.